Hello students and welcome to Class of X, the free internet course on how to read and enjoy the X-Men comics better. I'm your teacher and host, John Reisinger, and today I am returning to Grant Morrison's new X-Men once again to talk about one of Wolverine's origin story retcons with two stories. We're talking New Worlds and Assault on Weapon Plus. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode where I get to talk about something obscure to maybe entice you into enjoying and understanding the X-Men comics better. The aim of the show is, in fact, to help people find entry points into reading these great, great books about these little mutants, um, as well as like catching current fans up on lore they might have missed along the way because, frankly, who has time to read 60-plus years of comics across a couple dozen, a few dozen X titles? I mean, other than weirdos like myself uh, who read way too much x-men but i want to talk to you about uncanny x-force which is a great title um that i can't wait to show you but i I, to do that i need to talk to you about x-force volume three which kind of set up uncanny x-force and i think it's kind of great to have that predecessor first but to do that i kind of need to talk to you guys about messiah complex which was the resolution to the house of m decimation event but I also get to have an excuse because of that to introduce you to possibly my favorite X-Men character ever who is not one of the women. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, Phantom X. Um, Some of you who are, you know, mild to moderate X-Men fans might recognize that name and just kind of be like, yeah, I I didn't really get in. I didn't really read when he was there and I don't really know much about him. I know of him and I've seen him and stuff, but I don't really know much about him. And then there's the normal people who just know like the regular amounts of X-Men information and they're going, John, stop making up new names for X-Men characters. There's plenty of them. You don't need to be lying and telling us about fake characters. He's not a fake character, although maybe he is. That's kind of part of his power set, right? We'll learn about that uh, soon. Um, But to tell you, um, if you want to read, uh, to tell you, uh, I want to let you know that if you want to read what we're going to be reading today, I'm specifically going to be covering New X-Men number 128 to 130 which is actually kind of technically 127 to 133, but I'm mostly covering 128 to 130 and 142, 145. If you guys are a listener, you recall an episode a while back during the early episodes of this show where I took my friend Jeff Ramsey through Grant Morrison's new X-Men, which was kind of the, the, the keys to the kingdom being handed over to Grant in the 2000s and Grant going, I can, I can make this better. And he did. And they did. Uh, they, uh, just created one of the greatest moments of X-Men history. I I really do rank it up there with Chris Claremont taking over after Giant Size X-Men and Jonathan Hickman um, with his soft reboot, Hoxpox. But we're talking about Phantom X, one of Grant's creations, um, which has got to be one of the best opportunities or possibilities or things you could do when you are told by the Marvel office, hey, you can... You can make X-Men comics because I, I got to feel like creating new characters as a literary artist in general is got to be fun. I know it's fun. I do it a little bit with my day job. Um, but for X-Men, ah, that's legacy. That's history. And if you nail it, they, they become the favorite of some crazy man in Austin, Texas. Um, and that happened with Phantom X. Um, Phantom X, a.k.a. Jean-Philippe. Um, AKA Charlie Cluster 7. Um, 
Phantom X is this character that was introduced in New X-Men um, as a vehicle for a, a, a new uh, entry into Wolverine's kind of reveal of his origin story. Um, it kind of feels like, you know, forever ago, eons ago, since we haven't, you know, known what Wolverine's actual origins are, what his real name is and that kind of thing. But it really wasn't that long ago before we got, like, the details and before Wolverine learned... Um, everything about himself um, and had like uh, pulled it apart and figured it out because um, there was like kind of a whole process that he kind of got his memories back and then he didn't know how to process them and so he was still figuring stuff out um, and this is a little bit of that process um, and uh, this is Phantom X introducing a, a new uh, take on Wolverine's Weapon X history and we'll get into that a little bit but I kind of want to give you guys a little fun BTS on how Grant Morrison went about creating this new character because while you might pick up you know issue 128 or 129 and see Phantom X on the cover and I think 129 he's on the cover um, and be like well this is a cool character he actually didn't come from thin air he's actually kind of an, an amalgamation of in fact an Italian comic book character named Diabolique um, he's, he's an Italian super thief kind of pulp fiction character from the 1960s. And um, Phantom X is also a mixture of, funny enough, another character named Fantoma, um, which, is a, a, which is a literary character from like French crime fiction uh, works. Uh, Fantoma was a criminal genius and master of disguise. And so you kind of can you can hear the notes of Phantom X and or, or, or the, the, the pieces of the puzzle that we're going to come together to create this new mutant, this new super thief mutant. Um, Phantoma of the uh, of the the duo that I'm talking about um, was an incredibly like popular character, but he did enter the public domain at, at kind of some certain point in the 1970s or 1980s. And uh, Grant was like, I'm going to put Phantoma basically in X-Men comics because you can if they're in public domain. You can kind of just make a few tweaks and changes but like he they uh mostly just inserted this character into x-men comics um and uh in fact in phantom Ma was at one point prior to grant's retrieval um was adapted into a, a mexican comic book in the 70s and the costume worn in those comics was clearly an, a part of the inspiration for the x-books look um, the, the, you know, Phantom X has this this very st- striking white full body trench coat kind of look, um, and uh, you know, in Phantom X in the Mexican comic was also this version of the character was a little bit more of a crimes for the thrill of it creature and wore specifically a white mask that covered most of his face that he never took off, not even in the shower, which. When you read the story, you go, oh, yeah, that's where some of these moments from Phantom X in New X-Men comes from. There's, you know, Phantom X never takes his uh, mask off in front of Gene and Professor X. But that is specifically to keep his identity secret and uh, keep the telepathy blocking ceramics in his mask um, on his head um, but it creates a, this man of mystery it creates suspense and thrills and I love it uh, this character I'm so glad that Grant is clearly a fan of obscure Italian and French uh, spy you know comic book movie characters um, and 
drew inspiration from that to create something like it but new um so what's the story that we learn about uh, that we were introduced to phantom x with well it is uh the story of new worlds if you guys recall um a big thing about the beginning of new x-men was that um under the possession of his evil uh twin cassandra nova professor x um finally outed himself to the world as a mutant and outed the x-men as you know part of his uh organization so um this is this story kind of picks up after that where cassandra's been defeated at this point um but xavier rolled with it the the cat's out of the bag don't don't put the cat back in the bag don't force cats in bags don't do that and so he has created this kind of organization called x corp um which is a a, you know a, a corporation that spans the globe and he's kind of on like this tour of you know goodwill and and aid um and we kind of come in on his little moment of uh, notoriety, popularity, and he's riding this wave, Professor X. Um, but uh, while they're uh, we're visiting them, um, while they're like on an international tour, and there's multiple teams to protect mutants, uh, Phantom X kind of breaks in to uh, Professor X and Jean's like penthouse room or office or suite or whatever, and kind of pulls them into his world, into the world that he is um, part of or creating. Um, And he kind of convinces the X-Men via Professor X and Jean Grey that there is a dangerous mutant-killing weapon on the loose in London, um, uh, somewhere around like the channel. Um, and that, uh, everyone thinks that it's just, it's a biohazard that's been leaked, but it's actually a, a mutant killing, uh, weapon called weapon 12. It's been released and he's the only one who can help them defeat, uh, weapon 12 because he got like the dossier of how to defeat this massive uh opponent um and then at the same time in this issue x corp which is kind of a mixture of a lot of different characters that you might recognize and some you might not we've got like you know jamie madrix multiple man we've got uh siren from x factor as well we got monet saint croix um and uh or some monet saint croix don't really know how people want to pronounce that um since people say don't say lacroix they say lacroix um but that's americans anyways they're on the case as well going to the channel they think that they're there to clean up a biohazard all the while phantom x is spilling the beans that it's actually worse than anyone could imagine um and this kind of happens in the middle of professor x trying to figure out genes like she's got these new telekinetic abilities that are kind of surpassing her normal omega level powers um and he's kind of learning that oh the phoenix is back the phoenix is coming back everybody um and then at the same time in the story, if you're reading the book, you might be like, okay, so that's what Gene and Professor are doing. What is Scott doing? And this is the beginning of Scott um, Cyclops uh, beginning his emotional slash psychic affair with Emma, which will grow and get a little bit messier as you keep reading the new X-Men. Um, in this introduction to Phantom X, like I said, we learned about his special mask, that he has these um, ceramic anti-telepathy ceramic tiles that, keep his his thoughts safe and sound um we learn a little bit about his power set he has an external nervous system called eva who takes on the appearance of this kind of uh organic looking flying saucer um and while professor x and gene kind of follow him along to learn about what it is that he's um 
you know enticing them with they also we also meet phantom x's mother who's living in a recreation of his childhood home that he's moved into this lavish mansion he is a phantom x if i haven't mentioned it yet is a world notorious uh thief jewel thief art thief all that kind of thing um definitely very oceans 11 or 12 is 12 when they went to europe i don't remember maybe 13 i I think it's 12. Um, it's not an Ocean's Eleven podcast. I, don't sh- I shouldn't hold up on that kind of information. Anyways, he's very much like that. Um, and uh, there's there now everybody is on, since we know that this there's this weapon in the tunnel, um, everyone is now on a mission to save the European team that's trapped in there with this weapon, which we learn is extra dangerous because... Uh, it has this bacterial consciousness virus that is spreading to anybody it touches and it takes them over and the people are practically dead once it has taken you over, which is why Phantom X actually kills one of the X-Men when they finally get there to defeat this weapon. Kills uh, one that you might not know very well, Dark Star. She had a very short-lived uh, tenure under the X-Men. It's kind of sad that she got killed in this issue. Um, but they successfully are able to defeat this bacterial infecting mind controlling mutant called weapon 12 because professor X uses Jamie Madrick's powers to like create a whole army of things to combat the zombie horde. Um, but while we're being pulled along with phantom X, you know, to rescue this European team of X corp and defeat weapon 12, we learn that, not everything is as it seems weapon uh, phantom x has another ability and he calls it misdirection um it's it's like a reality manipulating illusionary telepathic kind of power it's not really clear how it works but it basically it seems that phantom x can kind of almost make people see what he wants them to see or or experience what he wants them to experience to progress a lie that he's weaving and we kind of end this three issue story that's of new x-men for new worlds with this kind of question of like okay he was being chased at the beginning of this story and professor action Jean gray saved him and then they meet his mother and he's like this rich guy who's just secretly put giving his mom a perfect life and he's um helping them uh defeat a nasty uh new mutant killing machine that's out there but all the while it was just so that he could get access to his own kill switch because he was on the train with weapon 12 um phantom x is actually weapon 13 and you might be like well what are all these weapon numbers well this is where we learn that wolverine is is weapon x which is actually a roman numeral twist is a twist um and it's kind of like everybody reading powers of x uh, that way but it's actually powers of 10 um and we learned that this big shocking reveal that wolverine was actually the 10th weapon in a larger uh weapon building organization called weapon plus um and phantom x is the 13th iteration but he's the one of the weapons that had a mind of his own escaped manages to use this whole subterfuge with professor Eugene gray to get access to his own kill switch that was on the ride with him as he was being transported on this train to the channel and he's able to disable that kill switch so now he's fully free can't be stopped by weapon plus anymore and he uses weapon 12's kill switch to end that uh conflict um 
and you know kind of convinces gene like to let him go to let him be free let him um you know taste the world for the first time and gene acquiesces and kind of ends the whole thing with creating a distraction so like the the police couldn't get to him or anything like that um but this phantom x character is introduced and i I remember reading it and i was like i'm i love this i'm in love he's french or faux french He, he talks later on about how he just thinks that it's a very distracting accent so he adopted it i love it i love it i love it um he is cheeky and charming um but like very james bondian in that he's you know the charm is backed up by exceptional skills he's a marksman and uh, athletic and acrobatic and has a flying saucer that he could talk to because it's partially him and he has nano sentinels in his blood that help him heal fast and control his body on a micro level and it's it's just he's so interesting and odd and i think grant creating him was a genius notion and i know that's why phantom x continued to show up on and on in the x comics i i I don't know why phantom x hasn't appeared in that very much in the crack cohen era but this is a character that kind of becomes synonymous with wolverine and x-force and that whole story and I, i wanted to make sure that we talk about his origin story and while new worlds is his origin story the uh, the really tasty story happens in assault on weapon plus like i said uh new x-men issues 142 to 145 um we you know this is this is where wolverine is enticed with getting the answers that phantom x is like hey i'm weapon 13 you're weapon 10 i know where your answers are i know where your information is it's at weapon plus we can go we can get it you can come with me and you can help me kill a, a, a worse one a worse uh weapon they keep making weapons it's not weapon 13 is not the last one bummer um so you know the last story um ends with phantom x being able to set himself free but letting wolverine know about this and so this story is is picking up on that where um you know they this that's why it's called assault on weapon plus i'm really doing so good at this podcasting thing i'm i'm so happy you guys are listening to this can you imagine how can you can you believe how good i am at talking woof okay so what is weapon plus and why are we assaulting it um weapon plus is a government project that was tasked with creating like weapons for future wars, specifically mutant human wars, which under- makes sense because Weapon X was essentially that. It's like, how do we turn mutants into government-controlled weapons that can uh, deal with this mutant problem for us? Um, but Weapon Plus is where Wolverine comes from and Phantom X comes from. They're both made in this organization. Um, and Phantom X needs Wolverine to come to a place called The World, um, the world is where we he will find the information he wants, but the world is where they also find the latest uh, weapon project they've been working on, the last one, and to finally shut down the Weapon Plus project, which is kind of Phantom X's plot in this. Um, the world, like I said, is owned by Weapon Plus and is at its one of its bases, but while the world is very similar to it, I want to make sure you understand the world should not be uh, uh, mistaken with the vault where we learned that the children of the vault are because they, you know, they were these metahumans or these pro, pro, proto humans that were living in this 
accelerated time vault. And so they had generations and generations of life before they were, it was unsealed and they were let out. The world's similar to that, but it's where these lab, these scientists for Weapon Plus can control time. It's described as liquid. They can freeze it or heat it and speed it up and that kind of thing. And so they're doing the same thing where, you know, they're using time to craft mutant killing creatures through like eugenics and, and the integration of nanosentinel technology as well as like artificial evolution. Um, and so it's this whole like, like biodome that, uh, can, that time is controlled and sped up and more and more generations can go by in seconds. Um, and it's where, uh, all these mutants were born. Um, the 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 weapon mutants were born um so phantom x is trading secrets with wolverine to help him infiltrate you know um uh weapon plus and cyclops is in tow because wolverine wants his own backup man um and when they get there they realize that the terrorist scientific organization called aim uh, beat them there and they were there to try to steal back their own technology that i guess had been used by weapon plus but they kind of flub the whole thing up and they accidentally release weapon 15 who is currently when phantom x and cyclops and wolverine show up he's kind of like chilling in the world and kind of having an existential crisis i i really like what they did with weapon 15 in this story because it wasn't just like some droning you know killing machine that had no thoughts and it wasn't something that was over the top and dramatic it was like oh this creature that had just been created in this dreamlike world where time is controlled um he's kind of having a little crisis and i appreciate that that's that's great i i go through plenty of existential crises myself um so when they get there phantom x does freeze time inside of the world in order to investigate and basically deal with um weapon 15 who's actually called ultimaton ultimate ultimaton um i'm just gonna keep calling him weapon 15 because i can't say that word um and so they're gonna take on weapon 15 by freezing time but there's one the problem is that as they're strolling through this frozen time place that would be so dangerous if time started up again um spoiler time starts up again because this one aim agent they left there uh starts it up and forces a big fight to happen um where the uh, phantom x and cyclops and wolverine have to confront ultimaton weapon 15 who is uh kind of figuring things out as he beats them up and decides that this is a he's kind of in a dream world and he has to break out of the dream world and he just like shoots up in the air and breaks out of the world and doesn't just break out and go anywhere. It breaks out and goes into space towards where there is a space weapon plus base that's kind of being built where the plan originally was going to be to create these advanced mutant weapons and then release them out as a team, like a superhero team called the ultra sentinels Um and or the super sentinels i can't remember what it's called um yeah super sentinels and that this kind of whole the weapon 15 breaking out is kind of messing with this whole plan um and weapon 15 and wolverine and all them eventually have a fight on it and it basically ends with while you know wolverine is kind of in front of a computer because wolverine and all of them pursue and they go to their the space base as well and this is where phantom x finally goes well here's all the information Here's a computer with all the the Wolverine, you know, info. Um, And all you got to do is spend some time here and scroll through. Um, And so while he's doing that, Phantom X and Cyclops are kind of having their own little thing. But we learn a lot of stuff about the Roman numerals of Weapon Plus. And I kind of wanted to let you guys know that while this comic doesn't tell you about all of them, I I wanted to kind of 
walk you through uh, the different weapons that uh, the programs are. And because specifically, this is a shocker to people that weapon one is actually Captain America, um, that they connect Wolverine's origin all the way back to Captain America, super soldier origins, which makes sense. Government funded weapon creating organization. Oh, it was weapon plus the whole time. And then like weapon two was a bunch of animal experiments. And then weapon three, they created this guy named Harry Pizer who comes back and actually fights Phantom X at one point as the name, the skinless man. I think about weapon four, they kind of wanted to make it as the origin of man thing, which is kind of like the, one of the swamp thing creatures in Marvel universe. Um, Weapon five was experiments with symbiotes. Um, weapon six, they they basically said that that's Luke Cage. That Luke Cage is like serum and or whatever his power origin story. I'm no Luke Cage expert. Was that he's part of Weapon Plus? Um, the program after Luke Cage created this guy named Nuke. I don't really want to go over Nuke. He's this weird patriotic psychopath, and he's he's also you know a, kind of a nemesis of captain america slash wolverine on some occasions um the next iteration after that which i guess is eight they experimented on criminals and psychopaths and then uh weapon nine was actually supposed to be deadpool but they retconned it to typhoid marie who's another mutant who has like disassociative identity disorder and these fire manipulation powers um but then weapon 10 was wolverine i don't think they've actually said what weapon 11 was weapon 12 is uh, was the one they fought in the channel and weapon, weapon 13 is phantom x and i uh no word on what a weapon 14 is but they go after weapon 15 um fasting forward to how this kind of whole story ends um it ends with like this little chat with the director of weapon plus on tv he manages to kill eva which is very sad but eva comes back if you keep reading Phantom X, Eva comes back, and I couldn't find any story that said how after this director like eviscerated uh, Phantom X's external nervous system um, slash childhood friend, um, it came back. But it's sad for a moment, but then but I'm letting you know you don't have to be too sad because Ava doesn't stay dead. Um, he reveals his plans about the Super Sentinels, and then so Cyclops and Phantom X actually escape off the base while Wolverine gets blown up with the base. He kind of blows up the base with Ultimaton on there. And it's it's kind of uh, the beginning of another story that they, it doesn't really resolve with Phantom X, but this is how I just wanted to kind of introduce you to this interesting French-like super thief character. Um and also give you a taste of like the next comic you should you could read after that that gives a lot of really interesting new lore on Wolverine's origin. Um, it, I, it generally, one of the most like enigmatically charismatic, you know, creations in X in, in Marvel comics or comics in general. Um, Phantom X, I'm talking about. Um, and I, I kind of just secretly wanted to be able to talk about Phantom X for a bit in hopes that I could get other people to be like, oh, yeah, I like Phantom X too. Because every time people in the past used to ask me, like, who's one of your favorite X Men? I'd say Phantom X. They'd be like, I don't know who that is. So it's like easier to give them my other favorites, like Rogue and Mystique and that kind of thing. But genuinely, I just love him. He's, a, he's, he's, sort sort of French. He's rich. He's a thief. He's catty and silly and comedic. Um, and he, he's really interesting in Uncanny X-Force and beyond. So this is Phantom X. You've learned about a new mutant today if you didn't know him prior, and you can sound like a super expert um, on X-Men comics. Um, we're going to be reading through 
uh, this was going to be a short episode because the next episode is going to be Messiah Complex. And that is a long and complex story that I'm going to try to get through in one episode. But it is one of the most important pre-Krakoan era stories because it is the ending of the House of M decimation event and the resolution of that, which is important but also fantastic to read because it's the end of one of the worst eras ever in x-men in my opinion which is the decimation era Um, and it's the end of that and it ends and sparks the next generation with a bang just really good uh writing for uh ushering the x-men into a new era Um, but this is phantom x we're starting off slow we're going to go here to messiah complex and we'll go beyond that but thank you for listening hope you enjoyed Um, hope you learned a little something about this French mutant that I love and I hope you guys are good and kind and brave Um, until next time bye